0: hey welcome to the all together podcast my name is bianca and i am your podcast host i know as well as anyone that life can be messy when you are following god figuring out relationships and learning how to be a healthy adult i hope this podcast encourages you makes you laugh and helps you grow a little closer to jesus oh i'll be spilling all the tea so get your cups ready Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to the All Together Podcast. We are on season two. What's great about season two is that, first of all, if you're watching on Spotify or on YouTube, we are on video. Yes, you heard that right. If you are listening on Apple Podcasts and you're just dying to see what I look like, you're dying to just participate in you know, the different po- episodes coming up feel free. You can download Spotify. It's going to show up already on. It's a, it's a really cool feature or you can watch it on YouTube. So I'm feeling super excited about season two. It's going to be bigger and better than ever. Season one was my trial. Season one, made. I made mistakes. Season one, it just, it's going to get better. And I'm super excited to have you guys on the journey today. So I just wanted to just point out as well, um, that I am having a crazy hair day today. I feel like at each day that goes on, like today's day four from wash day and my hair just keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger. So hopefully you guys enjoy the frill. That's all I got to say. Okay, guys. So Today's episode is going to be so good. It's going to be on emotional health. Emotional health is, I think, a journey that I have personally been on for many years now. And as I've learned to partner with God on creating and cultivating healing in my heart. I think healing in our heart is multi-layered. I don't think there's a one size fit all type of thing. I actually think healing is kind of complicated, honestly, because triggers happen and we feel kind of some type of way when something comes up or we feel anger in our hearts or unforgiveness or bitterness. Healing is so multifaceted, especially in the realm of emotional health. So. I could not think of a better person to bring on than Christine. Christine has done extensive training when it comes to she's a life consultant. She's done emotional health, um, emotional healing classes. She has done hours and hours and hours of therapy through the years um to really heal the deep parts of her heart. And so for me, I consider her an expert. She's very knowledgeable in the things that she does. And so I just feel like, if you are in a place where you desire more healing from God, and you're in a place where maybe you feel stuck in your heart, or you feel like things are not going the way that they should, this episode is for you. I think everyone should be listening to it. Everyone should be listening. So send it to your mama, send it to your dad, send it to your cousins and send it to your friends. Okay, period. So we're going to jump in. And uh, yeah, by the way, we are not licensed therapists, so if you are in deep need or if you need help or whatever, please go see a licensed professional. Anyway, love you guys. Without further ado, Christine. Hello and welcome back to the All Together podcast. Can you believe it? We are in season two. I'm just so excited and just excited to see where this is all going to go and just excited for even this season and the guests that I'm going to be having on these podcasts. They are going to blow your mind. So today we are going to be jumping into the wild, wild west of emotional health. I don't know about you, but I feel so strongly about this topic because emotional health and just living my life with the Lord, having a healthy heart has really impacted me and really shaped my 20s. And so I could not think of a better person to have this conversation with than the one and only Christine. Welcome, Christine, to the Altogether Podcast. Thanks, Bianca. I'm so honored to be here. (laughs) So the reason why I thought about you to, to talk about emotional health today, this big topic of emotional health, is that you have also done extensive work with this topic and something that you I think is super cool is you've done life consulting with like training to be a life consultant you've done inner healing you've had many years of therapy and just really getting down to the root of why do I feel the way I do why do I do the things that I do and I just think that your life the way that you live your life has impacted me like in leaps and bounds um so yeah super excited to have you. so I was thinking about this and so we met in Minnesota and uh we actually became roommates and we became uh colleagues too we both worked at the same church Mm -hmm. and uh yeah I was just thinking about all those memories in the bright house so (laughs) don't you miss those days they were good days yes (laughs) we had a great time at our church too (laughs) as we navigated all the things so all the things (laughs) Okay, well, we're going to jump in today and um this episode is going to be super jam-packed, so get your notes ready because Christine comes with a wealth of wisdom. <laughs> so Christine, why don't you just tell us a little bit about your background and like your journey towards wanting to become more emotionally healthy and kind of maybe even where you're at now.
1: I grew up going to church, but really came to know Jesus in my college years and I ended up going to a church that had a big um emphasis on like global discipleship loving people from all nations and loved that plunged into that as well as um career work and as I was going along in my 20s kind of started running into um I don't know if you would say issues but places where I just would feel stuck or confused or maybe not, you know, not fully supported. Like I just had this idea there was more. And so going the church route did pursue training and inner healing, which I think was amazingly beneficial of, you know, just foundational things of uh, forgiveness, Um, you know, coming close to the Lord and repentance of things in our life and our background that have affected us. And, um, Continuing on that path, it did get connected with like Christian counselors that helped me start to build a foundation of health from generational trauma. And I think that's something that's talked about more in culture. I don't know if it's always mentioned in the church, um, but just the idea, even in the Bible, of how the sins of the father's affect the next generations. And that's generations plural. It's not just, you know, the direct descendants, but there are, yeah, beliefs, patterns, lifestyles that can be passed on between generations that ultimately don't lead to flourishing. They're not in God's design. And so um, I've wanted to change things in my family line related to addiction or just other unhealthy patterns that yeah, made me curious, like, how how do you live in a way that's going to break these strongholds and bring forth flourishing and life, you know, for me, yes, and for the future. So these cycles aren't just repeated. Um, so that, yeah. The Christian counseling was helpful. What really brought me a lot of breakthrough also was doing trauma-informed counselings and and just this journey of being more fully alive, which is what I've kind of been on
0: for the last um, maybe five years specifically. It's, I think a lot of times, especially in church settings, you know, we're all about the freedom in Christ and, you know, and it's like breakthrough, 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 and all these, you know, conferences, freedom conferences and stuff. But I think A lot of it, like, yes, like the Lord can break chains, he can break off things that he came, Jesus came to do that. But I also think that he has equipped therapists, he has equipped doctors, he's equipped these people to also help you unleash, yeah, the things that are going on in your body too. And not just like in a a heart way, but uh, mentally, physically, emotionally, I think they're all connected, which is a huge part of this podcast is everything is connected, literally, all um, together. all together. <laughs> Let's not forget, you know, but I, I just, I just love this viewpoint. And I just think that it's a unique viewpoint. Cause I think a lot of people see things very black and white when it comes to emotional health and emotional healing.
1: Yeah. And I think that is a, we could just call it like a limiting mindset of at least I felt limited in my life when I feel like life should be linear and it's actually really about the arrival and when you get there and the sooner the better <laughs> versus yes. how God actually works in my own experience in my life in other people's lives in people in the bible just years of waiting in the wilderness you know we could name Moses and Abraham and then the Israelites like there were just specific seasons yeah yeah. um but that God desired to do in them. And a big question is like was were they partnering with God in this or were they fighting him, you know? What was the outcome with the Israelites? It was like Jacob and Caleb got to enter the promised land and they were the ones, you know? So there were specific invitations God is making in our life all the time. And that's, you know, that's part of just a continual journey of growing in in intimacy love of the lord receiving identity from him like that's been core and i think that's a big um part of inner healing at least for me it's been like identity it's so foundational the more you know yourself and you become (laughs) self-aware of like okay not just who i am like you know what i like what i'm good at um, what are my dreams and passions? Like those things are important, but also how am I affecting people? Like how do other people receive me? You know, and getting feedback that that's a humility and a lot it takes a lot of courage, I think, to to do things like that. Ask people like how how is what I'm doing affecting you? Can you're we so, open you're so good at
0: that. Yeah. No, yeah. you're so Christine will literally go up to you and she's like, How am I being received by you? <laughs> And honestly, it's so convicting when you do that because um who does that? <laughs> and I just think it's so powerful and it's so amazing that you have this identity rooted in the Lord. That if someone comes up to if you ask someone, hey, how am I being received? and they say something like, Maybe you're being pushy or maybe you're being controlling, you're not gonna take offense to that. Instead, you'll say, Okay. I'm going to take note. I'm going to become more self-aware. Where can I actually do better in this situation? And it's like, I wish that everyone did that. What a world it would be.
1: May it be, you know, may, may we continue, yeah, yeah, to be able to, you know, with, with an open heart, (laughs) yeah, be, be informed, especially by trusted people. And it is, I mean, it's good to, Take this um, that you might not wake up to a complete stranger and ask this. I'm just saying like to be open within your some of your core group and like be willing to receive feedback that might feel devastating in the moment. But in the end, it's like I found sometimes words that initially felt offensive that were not even necessarily delivered in like an offensive way have have just kind of sat in me like a seed and really helped me grow. Um, and that's, and that's part of it. Like, what if, what if I'm looking at failures, not as something as devastating, but as something that's helping me grow or, or when I make a mistake, I recently like just yelled, I've been, um, staying with a family member and just yelled at them. And it was a big overreaction and not characteristic of me. And so I had to, you know, take time and really be like, what's going on? Like, why? Why did I have like a 100 reaction out of issue that was like a 10? And then go, you know, and make amends and apologize and carry that information forward to be like, okay, this is data, I'm not going to shame myself, I'm going to have lots of compassion. But I'm also not going to say, I'm distressed, it's okay, you know, and kind of just they make an excuse and and um, move on in a way that will not actually lead to like a, a grow a closer relationship and also a like a more mature character. But and that's part of life, right? It's like we're never gonna respond perfectly, even if we want to. Like only Jesus did that, and He is a model of perfection. Yeah. That I think is like, again, an invitation, not like a, I'm going to beat myself up, up until I look like him. It's like his kindness that leads us to repentance. So to keep treating ourselves kindly, even when we mess up, is part of something that I think has been a big source of freedom for me in these last years, rather than trying to kind of bully or shame myself into better behavior, which ultimately you get really tired of. And then you mess up and then you just keep in this little cycle that isn't, you know, more love isn't flowing up me in the end. It's it's getting trapped.
0: <laughs> I I almost want to like camp here a little bit and talk about self-awareness and like how do you identify those little blinking lights? Because mm. I think the Lord Holy Spirit loves to partner with us for healing. And I I was just thinking about something that happened this year. So I got a wedding invite to a family friends that I hadn't seen in years. And as soon as I opened up that wedding invite, immediately, I felt like my body just closed up. And I, and I, and I took a moment and I think this is kind of like the key to kind of getting that freedom is I asked myself now, Bianco, <laughs> why did you have that reaction? Why did you tense up like that? Like, I felt anger in my heart. And so that's when I started to think, I felt angry, I felt unforgiveness, I felt bitterness towards his family. And I feel like that is the first step to healing is actually identifying, whoa, my body tensed up. I wonder what that is. I applaud you. That is such a good reaction. Because Number
1: one, you slowed down and you got curious. Mm -hmm. You didn't go right to shame. You also didn't go right to kind of denial. And I'm gonna shove this down because Mm -hmm. this is not how a good person reacts. This is not how, you know, Bianca at her very best reacts. You Mm -hmm. know, but you opened up space to be able to be really honest and then spent some time there. And it's like if you can't do that in the moment, okay, do it later, like before bed, or when you wake up, like Don't lose that imitation that the Lord does want to partner with you and meet you in. And I think that also noticing your body. I think our bodies, there has, I mean, from you hear about the Stoics of just like the body being lesser, the mind being everything. Like we live in an age that I think people are really going back to like a body somatic awareness because we've kind of lost this connection of how our body is always giving us information through our senses. And that if we do take time, it is going to help us sync up with our minds and our hearts to be in alignment. And I think that's another key point of being alive. But I would say you probably just had a little trigger and maybe we call it a small T, but that was part of you just noticing, normally I open invitations and I don't have this reaction. What's
0: going on? Yeah, I would say it ended up being a big trigger because (laughs) there was like, I think... 10 years worth of like unforgiveness wow yeah and and what's beautiful about this story actually is once I acknowledged that I had unforgiveness I was able to take it to the Lord and for the next couple weeks he really opened up my eyes and opened up my heart to realize oh my gosh there are like specific situations that happened when I was with this family that I had stuffed down for almost a decade and that the Lord wanted to like bring up to heal me of wow. Yeah. And so, and honestly, in that yeah. process, it sucked. I mean, <laughs> the pain, the turmoil that you feel in that process, it it's not fun. I don't, I don't wish it on anyone, but I think the after effect, I feel lighter when I think of their family or think of anyone in their family, there's no more bitterness. Like I, I'm just like, I saw someone in the family a couple of weeks ago, I had no panic attack, no triggers. I felt free. And I think that in and of itself, I mean, that's big. And I think that it all started with acknowledging, hmm, something's not right internally. I reacted to it differently.
1: New hundred percent. I'm so proud of you. Like that you. is really big. Yeah breakthrough and it gives you a testimony also of mm-hmm. just wow I can walk through the hard parts and I even yeah. just the part of your story that it took a few weeks this wasn't it's not it's not like you can work on it all the time every day oh, I, you know I, I, it
0: took yeah when you have
1: yeah. those windows you still pushed into it even in yeah. the discomfort because you're like I actually I'm taking this invitation. I'm going to walk on this little path and like, look where the Lord brought you into this mm-hmm. place that is like a green pasture, but it, maybe it was through some like thorny forest, you know, shadow of death in a mini way that did lead to further life. So I'm so proud of you. And I think those invitations are around us all the time and it yep. does take work and like lots of grace energy from the Lord to receive them and, and walk into them. Cause sometimes I feel tired and busy. I'm like, yeah, I'm
0: going
1: to ignore that right now. You know,
0: (laughs) which is true. I'm like, "Eh, don't have the capacity. I'm going to think about this later. Yeah. But still to, to not shut it down, Mm -hmm. you know, to, to keep pressing in,
1: I think is just part of, yeah, a healthy, a healthy journey for someone who is trying to walk closely with God. There's so many scriptures just about, living
0: peaceable with other people and it mm-hmm. also means ourselves <laughs> yeah yeah literally yeah and i think i mean a huge part of the healing was the forgiveness piece it's like yeah. we can't live and breathe and do and live a peace peaceful life with the lord if we have bitterness resentment jealousy like all those things can lead to a really hard heart and i think mm-hmm. it actually hinders us from having communion with the Lord and with other people if our heart if our heart is so hard. And so I think that there's something about that forgiveness piece that releases so much freedom. And also it just impacts the way that you see the world, you know? So it's like if we have unforgiveness and bitterness, we're wearing these glasses and they're kind of they're kind of cracked. They might have a little bit of a, a like a darker shade to them. You see the world a little bit darker. And there's something beautiful that happens in forgiveness that it's almost like you can take off those glasses. You get the freedom to see things clearly and you no longer have bitterness or resentment in your heart. And that in and of itself brings so much freedom. It's it's a beautiful and hard journey. And I think it does... For especially for
1: deep, just to speak to relationships where there has been deep hurt and trauma. Like I'm still on the journey with that, with my dad, just to be really open that there's a way I have forgiven him in Jesus and blessed him. And, but there's also a way there's deeper hurts that still get unpacked either in counseling sessions or something comes up when I spend time with him. Um Or yeah, just a new thing occurs. There's, there's a way that there is a continued invitation to to grieve, lament, to feel angry, and to get the forgiveness. But I would just say that there's also a belief in the process that if, if I'm trying to be a good person and respond, I might not actually go through that process. I'll jump to forgiveness, and it'll be like slapping some sort of Band-Aid on a festering yeah. wound. Like, totally. don't do that, because it's like... Oh the lord says you got to forgive like yes the lord says you do and as you set your heart in that intention and walk through the hard things of of naming of maybe sharing it with others um there it can be released and i yeah i would just say for me that's an ongoing journey and that's not something i feel shame about but it is something i do continue to want freedom from but i mean in that relationship like that might be happening until you know he goes to glory that that's it's not something that I can totally um be in control of and there's yeah so other invitations into like what are healthy boundaries then with people who are kind of toxic or unsafe or you have histories with and that's probably a different discussion but yeah yeah
0: yeah I no, I'm so glad you brought that up I agree like I think for the the things that are are deeper and the things that have are trauma filled like yes like the process of unforgive the process of forgiveness looks different um and so i think it's to tread the water you know with wisdom to go to it to be in community and process through this with trusted leaders with friends the people like if you can find a christine in your life i'm glad i have a christine in my life do you have a christine in your life <laughs> but i but i think that those things like can help Also to kind of really get to the root of, is this a big T trauma um, that I need to walk through a different kind of forgiveness route? Or is this something of the Lord and I can walk through it together and kind of Exactly. Yeah. So good. Um, Another thing I want to talk about just with emotional health is triggers and Mm -hmm. coping with triggers. Mm -hmm. Um, I think... The word trigger is such a, I don't know, it's just kind of a cliche term nowadays, everyone's Mm -hmm. triggered about something. But um, could you explain maybe what a trigger is? And yeah, like how navigating a trigger even looks like? Mm
1: -hmm. Yes. So my understanding how I think of it and use the term it's when I would consider I'm becoming emotionally dysregulated. So I'm having a bigger reaction to something than maybe normal and um, there's oh, that's good. Just... <laughs> talk about That's a good the... definition. <laughs> wow. the ner- the nervous system so the, if we have another definition that the nervous system is is um the system in our body that helps regulate like our internal organs and stuff like that and so there's been work done um, by Stephen Porges, who's well known for polyvagal theory, and you can do a deep dive on YouTube with this if this is catching your interest but basically, your body can be in these different states that we could just say you could be feel really regulated, I feel really calm i I feel connected to others and myself I'm experiencing well being or you can feel dysregulated. <laughs> And that could be like your shutdown, or you could be like hyper aroused, and so there's a you know a spectrum there of how something is affecting you. And we're gonna experience when we're in uh like an aroused state, we're gonna kind of go into those fight, flight, freeze, fawn things because again, our body is seeking safety, and whatever is dysregulated us. Has, has brought us out of our window of tolerance. So we're kind of going to one place or the other. And so, yeah, how do we reconnect with ourselves? Just a few things that I use that are, um, yeah, common, and again, go deeper, is, is breathing, getting in touch with like, am I taking just shallow breaths right now? Or can I do a big breath with my nose? And then hold it a few, and then out with your mouth, and you can do a cycle of some of those. Um, you can notice things around you. If you have the ability to step outside into nature and just look around, like, what am I seeing? What am I smelling? What am I hearing? What am I feeling under my feet? And it's kind of grounding you. So you can be more connected to the present moment can do things like pressure. Like if you take your thumb and your pointer finger and press them together hard and kind of go through each of your fingers. I'm doing this for Bianca right now. You know, it's a way of reconnecting or squeezing your arms with a firm pressure and listen to music, calming music or an upbeat song, like whatever would feel good or moving your body in some way. It could be stretching. It could be dancing. There, you know, there's a whole different spectrum, again, like doing what feels good to your body in the moment. But the big thing I think is, is one, noticing (laughs) and trying to do a little soothing and connection. Um, Another one is like lightly touching your face above your eyebrows, like down to your cheekbones. That's a very soothing thing. That's like moms do for their babies. Like It's just a way of like connecting with what's going on. And yeah, depending on how you're triggered and how you practice these things even get better, it can get more natural. But I think for me, the biggest thing would just be like that starting to do self-awareness. And I've done, when I've done some of these life consulting trainings, like we had to journal our triggers. So sometimes it was like, it was 10 times a day, like you're writing down what happened why do i think it happened what did i do to soothe it you know if i couldn't soothe it in the moment like did i go back and address it and work through it because sometimes it does it's pointing to a deeper issue needing attention forgiveness prayer you know counsel (laughs) and and that's something that like that type of deep dive work for everything is is a lot and you just got to think of it like hey i'm going to take a little step forward each day, I'm not, I can't climb a mountain in a day, you know, like I'm going to keep walking forward with the Lord on this. And so I can be more aware of triggers and in less of a state of like inner turmoil or kind of shut downness that I'm just kind of disassociated. I'm numb. I'm not in touch with life and and those around me
0: because I'm disconnected. That. The whole like disconnection piece, I think, is something the Lord and I have really worked on um, because the way that I would cope in a super unhealthy way is I would go to porn. Mm -hmm. And in that, I was finding a way to numb myself of the pain that I was feeling. Mm -hmm. And until I started to address, like, why did I go to porn? Like, I was like trying to fight the good fight, you know, to just like get out of this addiction until I started actually addressing, like, what was I feeling before? Why did I feel the need to numb myself or to feel in that time? I think that brought so much breakthrough. And honestly, that's what curbed my porn addiction is. I started to pinpoint, oh, I wanted to feel numb. Why? I was in pain. Why? And you started going through all the whys and all of a sudden you're like, oh my gosh, I just needed someone to talk to that could like tap into my heart. Or I really just needed to spend time on someone because I was feeling lonely or I really just needed physical touch. I just needed a hug, but instead I I shut down and went to whatever. Mm -hmm. And it could be any addiction. It could be porn. It could be drugs. It can be going, like having sex, casual sex. It could be literally anything. It could be um, scrolling Mm -hmm. through TikTok and just kind of scrolling away. There's just so many different ways that people cope and, Um, or eating mm -hmm. or not eating. So
1: I think shopping, shopping, (laughs) (laughs) yeah. Online games or gambling, like, yes. And I think with our phones, it's just like a little gateway to
0: numbing. (laughs) Yeah. It's just like scrolling for hours. Yeah. 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 And so I think it's just, I think again, the first step is just, huh, I was just on TikTok for a whole hour just scrolling because I'm trying to distract my mind from something. Why? And I think asking that why and just constantly, why, 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 why? And I think it'll get to the root. And it's like, I don't know, maybe. I can't think of the exact thing, but there's like four main basic needs that humans Mm -hmm. need Mm -hmm. safety, security. Mm I don't know the other two, but it's like, I think it all kind of goes back to those core Mm -hmm. um, desires of being a human.
1: Totally. Yeah. No, I literally was just texting with someone about that today um, with the, they call it like Maslow's hierarchy. Mm -hmm. And so at the base is the psychological needs of food, water, warmth, and rest. And then yeah. the next one is safety needs, security, and safety. And then you're going to get into psychological and self-fulfillment needs. Yep. Yeah. Above that, for intimate relationships, friends, feeling of mm-hmm. accomplishment, and you know, creative. <laughs> but yeah. yes, I love that. And what do what do we think of pain? Like. Pain feels so painful. So we'll do anything to avoid it. And just having self-compassion on that, like, hey, this is totally a human response to want to avoid pain. But usually we create a lot more pain in our pain avoidance, you know, yep. rather than walking through that why to the end, if we, however far we can get. And that's a process too, you know, that is, it's such a victory when we can sit with the Lord in our pain and realize gosh, the pain isn't killing me like I thought it would. It's actually bringing me into more freedom because I'm not going into these destructive behaviors that actually have much deeper and, you know, worse consequences.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And then you can actually learn to cope in a healthy way and kind of like what you were saying, all the different ways to cope. But they Mm -hmm. also could just be, you you can find a couple of ways. How do I cope well when I'm feeling you know, unsafe, or how can I cope? I think you just start learning yourself and what you need or how, how do I cope well when I'm feeling lonely? Okay, these are the things that I can do. And so I think it's just, it goes back to the self-awareness piece.
1: Yeah, and and yeah, I think that a big thing with that is just the truth that you're not alone when mm-hmm. you're trying to cope, when you're, you know, kind of groping with, Like, how do I live my life and survive? Like how, just how hard life can be is like, you're not alone. (laughs) Every person I've met, when you get more vulnerable and share with them, everyone feels like that. So I think it's just Mm -hmm. a big lie that like life should be easy or it's like easy for those other people because they have it all together. It's like, that's an illusion. Like no human being actually has it all together. I Mm -hmm. mean, Again, we can talk about Jesus being yeah. the one who who even I wouldn't say, I wouldn't even call him having it all together because no. when I think of him, I just think there's something disarmingly real about him that he wasn't putting on any airs of, of that, just being so grounded, so in tune with himself and with God and with others that he was available and present and wasn't trying to be like, I'm going to, you know come all on in and be smooth. Kind of like you were saying, like smooth, smooth talking actually isn't that attractive because you feel like someone has an angle. There's something going on behind that versus someone who can be creative, poetic, and authentic And how they they talk. It's like, well, that's attractive. I want to know more about that.
0: Exactly. Yeah. I, I want to touch on what we were saying before actually our once we start recording, about Jesus. There's this quote from this theologian, Dallas Willard, who said, if there's
1: one word, you know, to describe Jesus, it was relaxed. And then you brought up that um, verse of just Mm one. He came to give peace of heart and peace of mind, or some, Mm -hmm. you know, translations say life and life abundant. And I I like the abundant life being fleshed out in peace of heart and mind, because that is like Mm -hmm. what actually everybody wants. Especially in our day and age, you know, we're so connected with our phones and social media, yet so alone and without peace of heart and mind and just kind of, yeah, struggling through life. And Jesus yes. was the one who, again, was like able to be present and able mm-hmm. to be attuned and, and just there, not, <laughs> Yeah not trying to numb out and escape from the pain, but to be in, in the agony of it, even in the garden, you know, that's just a really potent example of him saying like, you know, take this cup from me, sweating drops of blood, wanting his friends to be awake and with him and they're sleeping. And he's trying to seek the father in those moments of darkness. Like that's a deep, that's probably the deepest agony a human being has ever felt and you know sometimes our pain can feel like it's going near to that of just this sense of darkness and aloneness and yeah to know that like Jesus is the person that fully understands and is available and when we reach out to him to receive us in those moments is really gosh a relief and a comfort and that he's going to walk with us through them through the valley into yeah the life that he's calling us, inviting us into.
0: Yeah, I when I think of Jesus, I think sometimes we just paint this weird picture of Jesus that he yeah, he like he lived a sin, sinless life. It's true, mm-hmm. but he carried a lot of pain. He wept constantly. He was a man of many sorrows. Like, <laughs> so every time I'm like in my down, like sad mood, I'm like, I'm just, you know, relating to Jesus right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I know, Like, I'm a woman of sorrow, too, you know. No, but like, I think that um, I just love that Jesus was relatable. And I love that he experienced every human emotion and he knew how to handle it in a really healthy way. And a lot of times he went to go be with the father and he was trying to get away from everyone. So I'm like, yeah, same. (laughs) So John 14 says, 1427 says, I'm leaving you with a gift, peace Mm -hmm. of mind and heart. And the peace I give is a gift the world cannot give. So don't be troubled or afraid. And usually I'll think of, you know, it's like, and the peace I give is a gift the world cannot give. And then it's like, don't let your heart be troubled and don't let your mind be afraid or vice versa. And I don't know, this verse has really struck me because I feel like I've had this huge disconnect in my heart, my mind. And I always have felt like it's either chaos in my heart or chaos in my mind. And I can't get peace. On either end but this year the lord has really challenged me that he's just like no i'm actually it's a gift that i've given you freely given at you know as soon as you accepted jesus that you actually have access to have peace in your heart and peace in your mind that even when i'm going through troubles i can have peace in my mind and when i'm feeling afraid i can have peace in my heart and i feel like this year i've actually experienced mm-hmm. this reality where i'm actually walking around now with both peace and in my heart and my mind. It feels like a miracle, honestly. (laughs) But being able to tap into this, yeah, tapping into this gift that it's like, I have an ability to be emotionally healthy and mentally healthy with Christ, that he actually is the one who authors and gives this as a good gift because I'm simply his daughter.
1: That's the life we want. And it's it kind of makes verses that talk about like being content in every circumstance make a little more sense when you actually get <laughs> to have experiences of like, whoa, I'm more grounded and connected. I'm walking with peace in my heart and my mind, not this like low level stress chaos that is kind yeah. of becomes normal. And I mean, I think that's a big thing, at least in American culture, that it's like, the level of busyness we live yeah. in and, you know, stimulation is really off the charts, but we somehow learned to function in that way, which yeah. isn't necessarily like a true sign of health is like surviving. No, yeah. you know? like, you know, if you would ask like, who's actually thriving? And I feel like similarly, like my story of coming into a journey of like giving lots of self-compassion and validation, because I'm someone who's always kind of been more of a perfectionist bent and wanting to be good. And man, the standard for good is really high for myself, particularly. And coming into a place where the critical voice is replaced with more the tone and the texture of what I hear God's voice as of of just validation and self-compassion. Like, Christine, you tried your best on that. Like, wow, you did a good job. I'm so proud of you. And this can just be me telling this to myself, putting my hands on my heart, but it became such a refrain that is starting to change how I talk to myself. Then when it could be something like I, today I I was going out the door and I dropped my new water bottle, like with a fancy one with a straw and, it and the water spilled everywhere. And I was really sad, but the way I reacted was like, okay let's go get a rag. Like, just really, you know, chill. I was running late. I was just like, at this point in my life, I'm not going to go into this beating myself up thing. And it wasn't even a temptation. I'm just saying that, like, noticing the way I react to that happening today, than how I might have reacted a few years ago to the same thing happening is just miles of difference. And that, feels like such a victory and such a, an evidence of what you're talking about and that peace of heart and mind and not living with just that anxiety that's pretty pervasive and exhausting. Sure.
0: Okay, I love this thing that you were talking about the shame piece, because I also am super hard on myself. And I think that yeah, it's, it's an area I've also grown in of just being like, I made a mistake or, you know, I did something wrong here, but instead of just being like, what's wrong with you and beating myself in, up internally, which I still have a ways to go, honestly, because I don't want to, if if the things that I say to myself, I would never say to anyone else that I love. And so I'm working on my own self-talk journey right now because I'm like, Bianca, you need to be kind to yourself because you would never say that to one of your friends or significant others or family members, you know? And so I think learning to walk in this like, daughter mentality of no there's no shame here like i can actually give myself grace i feel like there's so much that comes from just giving being more graceful towards yourself
1: and that that's again like maybe something we don't talk about in church because we can be pretty fixated on behaviors (laughs) and behavior is like a very external measurable thing we don't always know how other people are doing inside or even how we ourselves are doing there might not be awareness there like how am i doing you know i'm going to show up at church on sunday i'm going to put on my shiny happy face i'm going to greet all the people i'm going to go worship you know and like i might encounter the lord there but am i really connected and present you know, that's a question. Yeah. <laughs> but I think that that piece of like, I'm going to tune in to how I'm doing, have compassion. If I'm having a down day, a low energy day, you know, yesterday I was so productive. I finished my whole to-do list today. I can barely scratch, you know, the first one. Like, how do I respond? Can I, can I respond with like patience, grace, concern, like compassion like you're tired you you killed it yesterday i'm so glad maybe today's a day we need to rest more and adjust the expectations and that that to me sounds more like the voice of a loving father who's how he's treating his kids how they're showing up each day which is different and that's part of the messiness of being human right is we're not robots we're actually gonna come into a day differently based on what happened and how we slept and how we ate. Again, that mind, body, spirit, emotion connection. It's so integrated and in ways that I'm still learning about within my specific body because someone else, you know, maybe yesterday they did something and they felt so energized by it. The same thing would have made me feel so drained. And I'm not going to compare, I'm going to seek his grace for how I'm feeling
0: in that day with lots of compassion,
1: especially, yeah, especially in the messy, especially in the failure.
0: (laughs) I mean, I'm even thinking we're both uh, like not married. And I was just, I'm just thinking, you know, one day, Lord willing, if we get married, it's like, if my spouse does something, I want to be so in tune with my body that I give myself grace and compassion and be like, I feel that my body shut down here. I feel triggered here. And I have the tools. I have the tools, in my back pocket to know how to go be with the Lord or how to identify like what part of my heart got triggered or whatever. And I just feel like it. And then with family members too, you know, or with friendship, I just feel like having these tools, it's essential to not just your marriage or your friendships, but to your walk with God too. and. So it's just like, this message is not just a one size fits all. It's we're on a journey. I mean, every day I feel like I'm learning something about my heart and the way my body reacts and you are too. And so I just feel like it's a, it's just a, this journey is full of grace.
1: (laughs) And yeah. Not in a, not a place of like arrival that like someday I'm not going to have pain. Someday I'm not going to have triggers. It's, it's the journey of grace that like, I'm going to be able to, what does he say? Like, you know, grace for the day, like tomorrow's going to have its own trouble. Like there, there is an invitation for each day on our, even on our worst day, (laughs) like he can be right there with us and we can Mm -hmm. be partnering with him to give ourselves grace and live in a way that's just, wow, easier and lighter and fuller and also let's just say like really honestly attractive to others that are living in a place of anxiety and striving. And like that makes the gospel good news. Really. If there is some place that makes us distinct and different than the grind of the world and the burdens that the world is carrying. I think um, being willing to get help again, something Mm -hmm. I touched on in the beginning of just taking a class in inner healing, life consulting would totally just call out um, stumble consulting. com. that's A-B-I. That's where I've gotten some of my training. Um, this is something that it's best to do in community. So having this conversation with your friends and being, yeah, just humble to be like, I'm gonna have to unlearn some things. I'm gonna have to reparent myself in certain ways. And that, that's going to be a journey. It's not all about the arrival, but I can have you know curiosity and compassion, validation, and a learning mindset. And that is more freedom than living in fear of pain and denial yeah. of reality and in limiting beliefs. Um, so it can be fun too. It's not like this yeah. is just a journey of just really intense introspection. Like mm-hmm. that's of it again but that we get to have fun and i love that one of your podcast guests was just like life with god is fun i was like yeah "Yeah, that's such a refreshing picture and that actually emotional health and healing is actually fun too because living in freedom and living with peace is way more fun (laughs) way more fun
0: yes i I do want to also note, I think sometimes on the journey of emotional health, we can become very introspective. And sometimes, like, I've had this discussion with some friends, you know, it's like, we're in therapy. And sometimes it feels like we're just pulling things out that we shouldn't be, you know, Mm -hmm. because I think sometimes the Lord will be like, okay, let's talk about this now and bring something up. And so I just think that being introspective is good. But also, we're made to have joy and live life fully. And not always look inward, you know? I just think that we just want to like present this conversation as when things come up, when our bodies feel tense, when our hearts starts beating about something or when we feel bitterness rise, we want to give you the tools on how to actually do that well. And we're not saying go to bed tonight and think through all your issues, you know? Because <laughs> that can get out like a dark spirally, you know, we don't want you to go down, down that route self-help like and that's
1: something that I think on a journey with God we're not just being self-reliant on figuring it out and kind of like when you're saying give people the tools like tools help but also a loving relationship with God through his Holy Spirit is just unspeakably powerful that's a source of unconditional love that I think is beyond ourselves. And I do want to unconditionally love and accept myself because God has already done that. So coming from a mindset of faith, this isn't just self-help because I think that can lead to pride or just more cycles of not finding true freedom. But I, I do think there's a place for self-help. There's a place for like things like life coaching. It's like, I really need accountability. I'm trying to do this project. I'm setting these goals. I need accountability. I need people to help me because I'm actually out of self-help. Like I, yeah. <laughs> I need that like that sense of needing community. So, I mean, I think, I guess I would just say there's a place for self-help. There's a place that those strategies and the books that are on the latest on the book, bestseller list, like we yeah. do a little bit. But when we're talking about the full picture, I think it's really about connection with ourselves and with God leading to a communion and an intimacy that gives us the energy To, again, live as we're designed to live.
0: Yep. Yeah. That at the end of the day, it's all about the relationship with the Lord. And it's all about that communion. And he wants, he's like inviting us. And I think that's the thing. When we start feeling that, he's inviting us like, hey, come and talk. (laughs) Hey, we should talk about that. And I just think it's his kindness. It's him being a good father. It's him being a good friend that he's inviting us into further healing without us having to like work for it. He's just like, you know, I have time. I just think he's just, he's just that good and that kind of a father to do that. Agreed. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. So Christine, last question for you. If you could give advice to your younger self, it could be about faith. It could be about health um, or it could be relationships. What would you give yourself?
1: What advice? I think for me, I shared it before, but just one of those keys that unlocked just a different way of being in the world is self-compassion. So I would say to little Christine with lots of care and patience and tenderness, like you are doing your best and your best is good enough. And that is like, you are loved and you are accepted. Like you are worthy and you are good. Like just speaking words of love and affirmation over that younger self that lives in a lot of striving. And yeah, I just even feel my body relaxing as I'm saying those words to myself. Like those, and those are just, I'm just saying like, I'm saying those words and their truth because they've, I first heard them from the father saying them to me. So I can repeat them and say them to myself in the situations where I'm feeling dysregulated or triggered. And I think for so long, I lived with a sense of like, yeah, God loves me, but I didn't have a tangible way to bring that love into my everyday issues, scenarios, when I'm taking, when things are getting broken, you know, or I'm late or whatever the stresses of, of projects and school and work. Yeah. The the way self-compassion and validation can come into the moments of everyday life and just bring a little space and ease and a sense of like re-regulation and belonging. That's been the biggest thing I would tell little Christina.
0: (laughs) That is so good, honestly. I feel like we should write that on a note card. Everyone should write it on a note card. Don't forget. (laughs) Put it on your mirror. You say it every day, remind yourself affirmations are good, you know. Yeah. Yeah. That's so good, Christine. Well, thank you so much for joining the All Together podcast. I really feel like this discussion, I mean, we could dive into so many of these points just like one episode every time. So you'll probably be on again. Um, so have no fear, everyone. Christine will be back. <laughs> so. Anyway, I just am so thankful for you and just so thankful that you have decided to join today. Thank you. You're bringing it all together. You're awesome. (laughs) That was good, Christine. All right, everyone. Bye.